0: Welcome to Soup
1: Boys, my name is Manuel Esqueda And I'm Sal Esqueda There may be other soup related podcasts out there
0: But none of them have as much umami as we do Have I said umami yet? I'm not sure Nah, that's
1: a good one, that's a good one
0: (laughs) None of them have as much
1: MSG as we do
0: Don't be afraid of the MSG people Don't be afraid of just
1: racism It's just a sodium, a sodium right? Yeah, essentially, it's just a sodium I think it even has less sodium than salt It's made out of mushrooms, MSG is made out of mushrooms
0: Before we hop into that
1: Today we're talking about beer cheese soup something, something that usually doesn't have MSG in it, but you can certainly add it. Yeah, exactly.
0: But real quick, I do want to talk about MSG now that we're on the subject. What can you tell us about MSG? I, I just know that it's nothing to be worried about. It's nothing to be worried about. Um, there was like an MSG scare for a while.
1: There was an MSG scare for a while. people were, people were avoiding it and I just like I mean to be to be honest, I have no uh, I have no research or anything I can present to back this up. But my my theory is that that's just based on um it's just it's just it was just a racist uh racist misconception you know, I think it was just a fear of um of Asians and it was just uh like like an like it stemmed from some orientalist kind of fear of uh of the foreigners you know.
0: I've actually heard that myself.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you. they were like, because, yeah, cause, you know, I guess like Asian mysticism and. I guess magic, kind of like there's like a culture of magic that kind of like runs in um in the American idea of like in the American Orientalist idea of what Asian people are, you know? Yeah. So I like think it was maybe there's like that. this powder that they would put in their food was like just like people just thought that they can that it can't be good for you, you know? Like what could that and just just a just a distrust, you know? Something foreign more than anything.
0: Yeah. I think um I think it's a mixture of that and um you know how america is once they go into like trend mode mm-hmm. and and it's just like now it's trendy to not like msg so i guess we all gotta not like msg now something like that a yeah, little bit of both it, of those things
1: yeah, yeah and a little bit on the trendiness but i mean all these trends all stem they're all health trends you know these trends all have to do with like what's good for your body like what's the new superfood what's the new thing that's gonna keep you young forever you know don't eat carbs so- eat kale chia berries goji berries cronuts okay not cronuts that was a food trend <laughs> but um but not a health trend yeah but i mean essentially msg or monosodium glutamate mm-hmm. is uh is just a sodium salt of uh of the glutamic acid which is just like it's 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 a uh, it's occurring in amino acids which are just found in um which is what proteins are made out of uh-huh. and they it's extracted from the amino acids of uh mushrooms mainly okay oh. Yeah, but you can find I, it in I, tomatoes, I, grapes, cheese. I knew it was a sodium of some kind, but I didn't know it was like a mushroom extracted sodium of some yeah, kind. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's extracted from the amino acids in the mushrooms to make uh, the MSG. Okay. All right. I'm assuming That's shiitake mushrooms since it's Asian, but that might be just me being racist now. <laughs> I think it's just assumptions as yeah. opposed to racism. In no, that I case. know, I know.
0: But you know what they say about assumptions. Mm-hmm. They make you look like a piece of garbage. No, I don't know. There was a joke in there somewhere, but it involved how we involved have do How we
1: been doing so much so far? Have I, have we been cussing a lot this episode? I know we're we're probably like five minutes in. How are we doing on the on the potty mouth check?
0: I have not we have not cussed once. We as have far not cussed.
1: Okay, good, good. Because I don't even know if I'm doing it sometimes I'm sorry, folks
0: It just kind of slips out at times
1: It just slips out But you know, the research shows that people that cuss a lot are actually more intelligent
0: Yeah, if you believe those eggheads, am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, Real quick before we get started um, I want to give a shout out to, to my student, Sandra She's been listening to our podcast Learning uh, English,
1: since- Sandra, learning English, listening to us talk
0: Yeah, she said that you have a nice speaking voice, Sal Oh, thank you she said, "I also have a nice speaking voice." She said, "We have nice speaking voices."
1: We have nice. We both. I believe we do. I bet, like, I bet Sandra like listens to us every night and just like falls asleep. That'd be he's, nice. He's just a falling asleep to, to our podcast, <laughs> which I feel like is one of the main things podcasts are meant for. You know, fam. If you're like, if you're listening to our podcast and falling asleep, that's cool with me.
0: Yeah. The other shout out, I'm gonna give it to to Yana, yeah, our sister in law. She's been rocking with the podcast too. So thank you, thank you, Yana. Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess we
1: should give shout outs to Katie because Katie's been listening to the podcast, too. Oh,
0: uh, Katie, you've been listening. Shout outs, Katie. Out to
1: Katie. I said, shout outs to Katie. Thank you for listening.
0: Yeah. That's all I can think of at the moment. Mm hmm. You got any shout outs, though?
1: Uh, I just gave mine. Oh, and I guess shout outs to Biggie. Biggie said he's been listening to the podcast. Actually, ah, he told tight. me. I shout was, out Biggie. Yeah, yeah.
0: Some Valle love shout-outs, Biggie. Mm-hmm. All right, well let's get started then. We're talking about beer cheese soup today. Yep. A soup which I had no idea about until you <laughs> say about about an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you had an idea about it last week when I when I said my that's idea what was it's do. a soup
0: made out of beer and cheese, and, and I that's essentially what it got is. It right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's that is what it is. Yeah.
0: What made you bring beer cheese soup to the table? Was it because we talked to Alex and she's from the area, or
1: um, you know. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. I think we just. We were just doing. We did pho before that. No, no, no. We did French onion soup, right? And then no, we no. It was yes. Yeah, French yes. onion soup. No, and then it we was did French onion
0: me- soup, and then tortilla soup, and then now we're at beer. Yeah, now we're. That's what I was soup. saying. That's what I was saying. Yeah.
1: So um, I don't know. I guess we got um, we got so into like Mexican home cooking, and we just talked about um, just talked about Mexican culture so much that I just wanted to. I just wanted to just take a complete 180 and let's talk about some, let's talk about a really European soup now. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is, let's get really Yakubian. As I said, I believe in the last (laughs) episode. (laughs) Yeah.
0: This is really European in, if I think about like, Europeans, this is what I think about a beer cheese soup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, at least at this point, apparently the breakfast
1: e- of the uh, of the European royal families too. You know, was beer cheese soup. Beer cheese soup was a very common breakfast. Yeah, for a I, for a rich European person.
0: Look at you beating me in at at research for an episode.
1: <laughs> what? I think I was pretty good at the last one on tortilla soup too.
0: Well, that wasn't research. That was just knowledge. <laughs> That's different. That's different. What else? What else about the European fam-
1: About the European royals? Um. Well, let's see. I found this. This is what I found on, on uh, in an article. Um. Prince Frederick Wilhelm, the Elector of Brandenburg Prussia. Oh, Prussia. Okay. Began each morning with a beer soup. He then dutifully locked himself away and attended to the day's business until the midday meal. And so huh. the simple anecdote is recounted by almost every biographer of Frederick Wilhelm.
0: What's the that's the anecdote?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, apparently that's the anecdote by several biographers. So I guess it's confirmed like this isn't even Frederick Wilhelm, the young ruler, the young ruler prince of uh, Prussia, started every morning with a beer cheese soup. Mm. You wanna know? And apparently it was very common in Central Europe. It's a, it's a recipe that goes that goes far that goes all the way back into medieval and early modern period
0: yeah that's what I read as well mm-hmm. I read it
1: was a pretty popular breakfast soup and then it also I also read that it, it also says that it had a fair number a lot of uh, fair number of permutations which is I th- which we found is common in all the soups that we've gone into you know everyone there's a basic recipe for it but it seems that like when you go into different regions and families everyone does their own thing to the to the dish and adds their own uh, adds their own influences you know like the mexican well, tortilla soup some people would would thicken it with beans some people would thicken it with uh with with uh, uh ground up tortillas well the whole idea of like writing down recipes and sharing them
0: is a fairly modern concept really you know mm-hmm. and then with the internet it's even more it's even like 10 times easier to cha- share a recipe with someone you like oh yeah definitely because before. when you think
1: about it people are people are definitely eating long before they were reading and writing or even speaking <laughs>
0: yeah of course that only makes sense mm-hmm. yeah which is why you used to have like treasured family recipes which now you can find on like i don't know any food like podcast <laughs> or um blog any food blog you can get a recipe for anything
1: any blog blogcast?
0: any blog, cast? Any, <laughs> blog cast? any dick tom and nancy What the what is that dick,
1: dick tom and harry
0: any Dick, Tom, and Harry can just give you a food recipe from their from their Gam Gams, and it'll be fine. Just like we do. Yeah. If you guys want some Gam Gam recipes, suck it. Go find it on the internet.
1: Hit up your boy. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. Or suck it.
0: Yeah, one or the other. You want to know something interesting about that? A... <laughs> Sit on it. <laughs> Sit on, on it. it after you hey, suck it. <laughs> okay. Hey, huff my duff, you guys. <laughs> Get your own soup recipes. <laughs> huff my duff. <laughs> So, one of the interesting things I, I thought about when I was reading about this um, European breakfast for soup is, um, as far as I can tell, modern Europeans don't really eat soup for breakfast anymore. No, especially no. Especially no. in Germany. It seems like um, French onion soup, the French will eat it for breakfast, but it's mostly only for breakfast if it's like a hangover cure for breakfast, you know?
1: Makes sense, yeah. A spicy, little spicy broth. Yeah. Spicy but hot broth. For your headache? As
0: far as as far as far like breakfast goes, soup is not something that any European really considers breakfast at all. What about in Germany? Oh, uh, especially in Germany.
1: There's no breakfast soups? Oh, yeah. you said. Yeah, I heard that you guys, uh, they eat cake over there for breakfast a lot. Is that true?
0: Yeah. They'll have like a, a slice of cake. If not cake, maybe like a, a, a soft boiled egg and some bread, uh-huh. you know, which is nice. I don't mind a soft boiled egg for breakfast.
1: I enjoy a soft boiled egg, that runny yolk, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. They have the special egg holders,
1: oh yeah, those things. I've never actually <laughs> eaten out of one of those. do you have you eaten
0: out of one of those finally? uh, pretty much since I like started living with Steffi, we had some
1: of those. You just exclusively eat your meals out of those well, soft boiled eggs <laughs> that would be a good diet. Just don't eat anything that doesn't fit in a soft boiled egg holder. <laughs> the soft boiled egg holder
0: holder diet t m
1: mm-hmm. beyonce's on it.
0: beyonce's on it. <laughs> How do you think she looks so great after those twins? Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just the soft boiled egg diet. It's got to be it. No, she's mm-hmm. working out. She's working out and eating protein.
0: <laughs> no, she's working her ass completely, one hundred thousand percent. I bet. Um, I bet Beyonce's paleo. Yeah. I was gonna say works her ass off, but we all know it's 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 looking good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's doing good work and staying fit. There's been a there's been a lot of like a lot of jokes about how Jay Z will dance for like a minute when they share concert, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and then be winded, and Beyonce will straight up be dancing her shoes off for an entire in the, hour. For an entire hour, along with like changing her outfits.
1: I was gonna say, how many outfit changes does Jay Z do? I bet Jay Z does at least one or two outfit changes at a show.
0: Yeah, I could see one or two, especially if he's with Beyonce, who's puts literally a, doing yeah, yeah, three or like four or five outfit changes.
1: Yeah, puts on a crazy chainmail mask and floats over the audience on a floating stage. You know.
0: Yeah, he puts on a new jacket. <laughs> becomes becomes
1: Kanye. <laughs> who becomes no. who? Kanye. Who? Kanye. Who? No, no one knows. Who I don't. Kanye I don't. I
0: don't. I don't know him. <laughs> I don't. I don't know who you're talking
1: about. All right. All right. All right. Forget Kanye. Forget him.
0: And keep keep talking about this guy. I don't know who he is. <laughs> Beer cheese soup. Not. Uh, not. Did corn. you read about the popcorn? I did read about the popcorn. I bit, I did read about this. This nonsense. <laughs> that <laughs> was, was actually guess,
1: something I'd never heard about. I've never. No one's ever told me this. I've had beer cheese soup at several places. I made mm-hmm. beer cheese soup in culinary school.
0: But you've never heard about putting popcorn into beer cheese soup.
1: I've never heard of putting popcorn in beer cheese soup. And you know what? Actually, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna text our uh, new england correspondent right now and ask her if she's (laughs) ever heard about this well it seems like it's a wisconsin tradition not a new england tradition isn't wisconsin in new england the
0: the great lakes area
1: our eastern our northeastern correspondent i just texted our northeastern correspondent Mm -hmm. oh yeah definitely part of the great lakes they're right there they be right there
0: they be there though there they be there be lakes
1: so did you actually have some beer cheese soup? Because I I thought it was a German thing too. I, be, I believe beer cheese soup is is uh is has some has some German origins too.
0: Yeah. Um, but that's uh, Wisconsin was settled by mostly German immigrants who brought with them the tradition of beer cheese soup
1: you know and the interesting thing is cheddar cheese though the traditional like beer cheese the traditional cheese used in a beer cheese soup in the United States and in Wisconsin is actually uh, a British cheese Mm -hmm.
0: it's hard to find cheddar
1: cheese in Germany man yeah because it's made in England
0: Mm -hmm. the only uh, cheddar cheese they can find is Kerrygold cheddar cheese and I'm not complaining because they make really good cheddar cheese but that's pretty much the only cheddar cheese available in my grocery store (laughs) oh really Kerrygold and then Kerrygold's made Kerrygold's from Ireland,
1: which yeah. is also like, once again the United Kingdom.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, it's um they sell the the Kerrygold strips, like um what are those? It's slices, drink the gold or... slices. Oh, okay, okay. They sell the Kerrygold slices and Kerrygold, like, chunks.
1: Chunks? You mean like a block or like chunks? Blocks,
0: thank you. They sell Kerrygold blocks. <laughs> chunk cheese. The, they sell them chunks, you know, <laughs> them chunky cheese.
1: Can I get just the of cheese? The guy just, like, puts his hand, just, like, sticks his fingers into a block of cheese and pulls out a chunk just with his hands. Like, Here you go. Is this, uh,
0: is, is this what you wanted? <laughs> How much chunk
1: would you like?
0: <laughs> is this enough chunk? Would you yes. like a pound of
1: chunk? Would you like two pounds of chunk? You
0: already are quite chunky with pounds. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> Damn
1: Hans, why you do me like this? <laughs> you're just roasting me now? I'm here to buy I'm here to patronize your grocery store. Trying to get chunks of cheese. And you're patronizing my lovely my lovely lady chunk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean I it seems like well like like we like we keep saying, like it started one way and then it moved somewhere else and it became famous in one place and then it completely changed, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it seems that we're finding a recurring theme with a lot of these old <laughs> recipes and with food, you know, in general. In general. In mm-hmm. gen- this uh, journey Germ- that we've decided to embark on together on food discovery.
0: Mm-hmm. Like in Germany, the beer soup was cooked with egg yolk. Yeah, co- I read about the egg and yolks. It was, that made a pretty common breakfast, European breakfast staple, you know. Mm-hmm. Put eggs in and it and it, it's breakfast. And that's what, that's what I've been telling people for years. <laughs> <laughs> As I eat like chunks of like yesterday's dinner with an egg on it, with an
1: egg on top of it. Let me just, let me just scramble some eggs on this chicken parmesan and it's breakfast.
0: That's I. You're not lying. That chicken <laughs> parmesan scramble. Yeah, it's that is in fact something I have done. So
1: you know a dish that I thought of for the uh, for the saka for the saka foods um, flat top grill that we're gonna start mm-hmm. setting up outside of the cherry bomb in San Diego, California. Tight. Which I'm not sure. Let me know what you tell me what you think about this. So it's like a like a tamale scramble. So I take like one of our tamales and I put it on the flat top, you know? and kind of like like crisp it up and then like I make some and I, and I cut it into some pieces and I make some scrambled eggs and I mix it up with scrambled eggs yeah like totally. chilaquilas yeah there's nothing with some wrong with like that like red sauce and some sour cream yeah I feel like I've seen that I feel like I've done that like. <laughs> or maybe not even mixed up with the scrambled eggs maybe like cook it separately and then put the red sauce on it and then put scrambled eggs on the side like chilaquiles. no
0: no no you gotta cook it with it you got, or like uh, like fried rice I guess you could also do it like fried but when rice. you
1: get chilaquilas you get the, the chilaquilas and the scrambled eggs are on the side, the chilaquiles aren't cooked into the eggs. I've seen it both ways. No, I've never seen that. I mean, that's, that's a travesty. Also, that's a travesty. Chilaquiles go on the side of eggs. Nah, I mean, I've seen it both ways. You've man. been in Germany far too long, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't eaten any chilaquiles in Germany. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I think you haven't seen a plate of chilaquiles in your head in a while. Like I don't think I've, I don't think I've never been anywhere where you got like a chilaquiles scramble.
0: Mm, I guess I'll take your word for it. That's some white but people. I would, I, have would been I would I would scramble. A, a, I definitely I have gotten a like scramble. a tortilla
1: casserole from a from a white person where it's a chilaquiles where they like they were like they, they gave me quote unquote chilaquiles and it looked like like they just like stuck them in a blender.
0: Gross, but yeah, I think that the males would taste better like as a scramble than on the side, and I think it would be easier for you to manage as well for
1: serving for plating that is true that true that and then i can put bean paste and sour cream on it but it's just like i also want to put sauce on it and i just like i don't think people yeah, want put a sauce of, on it it'll taste fine do people want You've a bunch had... of bread sauce on their eggs
0: yeah there, if you go to if you go to tijuana and you go to one of the breakfast ta- taquerias and you get like a un taco de, de huevo
1: the huevos in the salsa roja so Nah, that's, true. that's true, that's true, that's mm-hmm. true. And then if you get a taco de beer cheese soup. <laughs> Un taco de beer cheese. I think you could just float an egg on a bowl of beer cheese soup and call it breakfast, you know, float a fried Jets. egg on that. Garnish sure. it with some popcorn,
0: call it a night. <laughs> Did we talk about how potatoes were used to thicken it as well?
1: No, we didn't. Yeah, you're right. It, that, was, that was another thing we found in the research. They've also, like, sometimes potato starch was used to thicken the beer cheese soup. Yeah. Now, most commonly, though, it's thickened with a roux. Yeah. Yeah, and the cool thing with beer cheese soup, is that you can use you can use any kind of cheese and any kind of beer that you want with it. So you can you can experiment and make different kinds of fancy beer cheese soups. Like it, you, the traditional recipe calls for a German lager, but you could actually use um you could use a stout or a porter or even a or even like something hoppy like an IPA. And I feel like a beer cheese soup with an IPA would be really nice. To be you honest know, with you, you'll definitely taste the hops because that was that's what I was about to go into. I worked at a restaurant where we made a beer cheese soup with IPA. mm mm-hmm. And you could taste the hops. Oh, it was yeah, it was very hoppy. But actually the the way we made that beer cheese soup we made like a really a really thin beer cheese soup that didn't have any stock in it it was very it was mainly no stock? beer and cheese it was mainly beer and cheese was that good well what we would do is we would we would flatten down in a sheep pan and it would it would turn into it would a, it would get when it get cold it would have a consistency like a craft cheese single slice. Oh okay and we would use that as the cheese for our cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. So we didn't actually serve a bowl of beer cheese soup. It was very concentrated but when you actually like just had like a slice of it melted on a cheeseburger it was very nice. Okay, that does sound nice. It was a very good accompaniment to a cheeseburger. Mm. But yeah, but you can by omitting the, uh, the chicken stock from your recipe. You can make a looser soup that you can that you can uh, that you can like kind of congeal into craft cheese single to put on a sandwich or on a burger, and it's a very fancy way. It's a very fancy and kind of simple way to impress your friends at a barbecue. You know, <laughs> you brought your own sliced cheese, beer beer cheese slices. People love them at that other restaurant.
0: Well, in that in that situation, it sounds nice. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like a, a beer a beer based soup without stock would be. Um not very good you
1: know well yeah because it's not you it's not it's not going to be a soup at that point you know you're making you're making the you're making something else it's, it's 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 kind of inspired by the beer cheese soup you're not supposed to eat it out of a bowl i guess uh, the okay. flavor is very concentrated hmm. okay well that makes sense then And we yeah, added marmite case, to it too what's marmite marmite is Sounds actually familiar marmite yeah marmite is an australian condiment i believe oh is it kind of like what they put on vegemite no no it's it's kind of similar to that i think but so vegemite is don't? very salty Whereas it's, marmite tastes like tastes like very Vegemite bitter beer. Vegemite
0: comes from from beers. From beer, doesn't it?
1: It does? I think. Oh, well so does marmite. So maybe it's the same thing. I actually don't know too much about Vegemite. It's uh
0: yeah, it's made from Vegemite is made from leftover brewers yeast.
1: Oh okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then and then you reduce it. Yeah, it's like a reduced beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Marmite, there, same it's thing, It's got there.
0: spices added and with spice additives and whatnot.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I think the Marmite one, it's just a straight beer reduction. Like, it doesn't have anything else added. Okay. Marmite doesn't have any, like, salt or sp- – because I heard Vegemite is salty.
0: I have no idea. I've never had it. That's just what yeah, – <laughs> I've never but, had
1: it. That's just what I've heard from people that had it, Vegemite is salty, whereas Marmite is not salty at all. It's very bitter. Marmite tastes like It tastes like, Marmite it tastes is like a, the hops in an IPA, you know? Yeah. Like, concentrated IPA hops.
0: They're both yeast extracts that's that's all i know at this Mm -hmm. point but i'm sure i mean if we had like more than 10 listeners we would probably have at least one australian that could message
1: us
0: (laughs) (laughs) so if y'all know an australian go uh go message him tell him to school us on on
1: on vegemite tell him to school us on vegemite tell him to tweet at us on vegemite
0: at uh get soup boys on twitter
1: what were we saying about um marmite Ah uh, yeah, so we added Marmite to the to the beer cheese soup that we made at the restaurant I was at. So that's another thing that's another thing that you won't find in a lot of recipes, but an idea that our chef over there came up with was adding adding some Marmite to it can actually it, it it'll concentrate the beer flavor, you know? So if you if you got a recipe and you're trying to tweak it out and you want to kind of add a little more uh you want to accentuate mm-hmm. the hoppiness of your beer cheese soup without necessarily adding more beer to it and increasing the cooking time and maybe the amount of liquid in your soup. You can add a little Marmite, too. Mm-hmm. Or add a little okay. Marmite to anything you want to taste a little like beer.
0: Yeah, well, it's a yeast extract, so...
1: Mm-hmm. Tastes like beer.
0: Tastes like beer.
1: Tastes like concentrated beer.
0: Yeah. It's interesting that they would put yeast extract on toast, though, for Vegemite.
1: Well, they are a colony that is descendant of criminals, too, so... <laughs> These criminals just putting yeast on everything Mm -hmm. they are the descendants of criminals so what can you expect i mean
0: uh, i suppose so hot takes on on soup boys (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's interesting when you look um have you did you look up any like cooking cooking recipes for (laughs) beer cheese soup
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I did, I did. I didn't, I didn't, I don't really have a beer cheese soup recipe off the top of my head.
0: I was gonna say that like the people who are like giving instructions to to make beer cheese soup are pretty interesting looking. <laughs> In, <laughs> on you, the internet,
1: like, did you look up on YouTube? Because I just I just looked up tech.
0: Yeah, it's pretty. I I looked up on YouTube and it's just like the people making it are just like they. I mean, they look exactly what you would think they look like.
1: <laughs> just very very white. I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's this one little girl who's like who's making beer cheese soup but it's like um, Game of Thrones tea- themed beer cheese soup so she's dressed like Daenerys Targaryen. Um, is she does she have, is she in the same shape as
1: Daenerys Targaryen?
0: <laughs> no, no, she's 15. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, nothing. Actually, she I think she might be even younger. I think she might be like 13. But um she it's it's uh, really interestingly edited so if you guys get to go see that on the internet i recommend you do i suppose but um my point was just like the people making beer cheese soup are definitely interesting to say the least
1: oh yeah 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 they're very they're very they're very charming
0: (laughs) <laughs> if that's the word you want to use for it. yeah. So, like I said, I don't really have any memories of beer cheese soup. I don't think I've ever eaten, e- even eaten it. I mean, I've probably eaten some kind of cheese soup in the past.
1: You never even had it with a pretzel? It's also common to get like, a, also like the style of beer cheese soup that I was telling you about, the one that doesn't have a lot of vegetables or a chicken stock in it. It's common to make something like that too and serve it alongside pretzels as well. In Germany, <sighs> I've heard. You've never had a beer cheese with a pretzel in Germany?
0: I've had have- some kind of like
1: yeasty cheese, thin
0: you, thin cheese with a pretzel, but I don't know. I I I have no idea if it was, beer it was a beer cheese. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you'd know if
1: it was a beer cheese.
0: It t- beer cheese
1: tastes like beer. Ah, uh, you'll taste you I'm, taste the beer in there.
0: I'm gonna go ahead and say no then. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it sounds good. It's just I haven't had the opportunity, if you will.
1: It is good. After I graduate, I'm gonna come over and make
0: you beer cheese soup. Tight, tight, tight. What can you tell me about beer cheese soup? What uh? What memories do you have of it so
1: um well, I guess I, I told you the memories i've had i've had the I've just worked at a couple of restaurants where i've had the I've had the the privilege of getting to to cook and prepare beer cheese soup and I remember my first encounter with it was actually just in culinary school when um when we made it for a class on American regional cuisine mm-hmm. During our uh, during the class on during the day that we studied Midwestern food. Oh,
0: you had a Midwestern class.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was just one day where we talked about like yeah, it was American. It was a it was just the food of the American regions. And one day we talked about like food that came from the Midwest. And we had beer. We made beer cheese soup. That's like the most. That's the most famous dish out of there. Mm, straight up. Mm-hmm, a few other things. I think we made pretzels too. We made some other German inspired f- dishes that come from that area. Mm-hmm. And you know, I like it. I think it's an interesting soup. I like how. Um, I like how you can do a lot of things with it. You know, you can serve it in a bowl, like we said, and just eat it. Or you can make the cheese slices, make it thin. Or you can make it like it's a, It's such a thick soup and it's cheesy. So you can use it as a sauce too. You know, you can make a thick beer cheese soup and use it, put it on pasta and call it like a mac and cheese as well. Mm-hmm. So that's what I like about it. It's a soup. It's a sauce. It's a congealed slice of cheese it's so versatile and you can mess with it in so many different ways because there's so many different kinds of beers and there's so many different kinds of cheeses so (laughs) you can really make a lot of combinations of it You you can make a winter lager blue cheese beer cheese soup or you can make a parmesan lager beer cheese soup Okay. You, can, you can make a Sierra Nevada Ultra Vez uh, Cotija Beer Cheese Soup, although that doesn't sound very good. But, you know, it's, it follows a Mexican theme, which is kind of interesting.
0: <laughs> which you, you just keep rounding about to.
1: Yeah, I should make a Chicano Beer Cheese Soup. Make a Tecate and Queso Panela Beer Cheese Soup.
0: That doesn't sound bad.
1: I'm not sure if it sounds good, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, but Tecate is a nice dark beer. Maybe maybe a Corona instead.
1: Corona no, got is darker than Corona.
0: Oh, but you would you want to cook it with a dark beer or with a light beer? Um, isn't the, isn't the traditional? You know, way with I the, think it would
1: be better with a lighter beer with the panela cheese because the panela cheese is so um, it's so that's mellow. What I'm saying, and summer, or a Dos yeah.
0: maybe because Corona kind of
1: has that, or a Dos Equis, hint, yeah, yeah, the hint yeah. lime I think Corona. I think people just put limes in there, but I don't think uh, the Corona actually has a hint of lime in it when you. In eat that it.
0: case, in that case, I would say use Coronas then. Yeah. Yeah. Some coronas and some panela. So
1: you want to you wanna hear some of my recipes for beer cheese soup? Some ideas on how you can make it? I can't wait. Can't wait. The beer cheese soup takes a lot of it's it's a Midwestern recipe, so it's not it's not low on the calories. It takes a lot of butter. You're gonna need about a cup of butter.
0: What's the serving size of this, by the way? Or how many servings do you have in this recipe?
1: This would be about eight servings.
0: Okay, so a cup of butter is not too crazy. It's not great either, but Yeah. It's a lot,
1: even though for many soups they would uh, that's a lot of butter for a soup. (laughs) But anyway, take a cup of all purpose flour and you're gonna make a roux you know what a roux is?
0: Yeah, but I don't know if our listeners do.
1: All right, yeah. So, a roux is just a it's a it's a mixture, it's an equal mixture of butter, a fat and flour, usually butter, and it's used to thicken different things like soups and sauces. So, you melt your butter in the pan, you add your flour, and you kind of stir it all together and get all the lumps out. And you're going to make you're going to make a paste and it's going to it smells um it smells nutty, like hazelnutty mm-hmm. kind of.
0: And make sure to watch the temperature, right?
1: Yeah, you got to make sure to watch the temperature because roux can also burn very easily. Yeah. So, control your out. heat. Mm -hmm. You've burned rue? I've burned
0: many a rue in my life. And you'll know
1: when it burns because it turns black and it smokes and smells awful.
0: If you if you burn your roux, you got to start over again, and that's for that recipe. That's a lot of butter to waste. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a lot of butter to waste. Roux. Yeah, butter is expensive.
1: Real butter, none of this margarine. Mm-hmm. Now, to this, this is the point where you add your vegetables, if you want. Every recipe of beer cheese soup doesn't use vegetables, but if you do use them, it's going to be onion, celery, and carrots, a cup of each, finely chopped. Throw those suckers in. Doesn't matter like how well you cut them; just make sure you cut them the same size because we're going to puree it at the end. Cut them kind of small because you want them to cook quickly too, though. The, because because mm-hmm. the longer you cook the roux, the less of a thinning, uh, the less of a thickening effect it's gonna have on your soup. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, I've um used roux before for my gravy, mm-hmm.
0: and I'm assuming it's pretty much the same concept. But I've also used a mixture of roux and cornstarch for thickening. What's your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I find I just I avoid using cornstarch whenever possible, mm-hmm. as I find it. Why is it's, that? Well, it, it, it kind of gives food a kind of a more, um, I don't like the, the type of thickness that cornstarch imparts on food. It gives it a more of a syrupy kind of consistency, I find, whereas the flour gives it more of a gravy-like consistency. Okay. If that makes sense. Now, I guess, now I'm thinking about it, I guess if you use a combination of both, you can find some kind of a middle ground that might be more agreeable, you know, like smoother well, than well, gravy, but thicker than syrup. What, what
0: happens sometimes is I,
1: I end up, like, not making enough roux. I, I over I overwater it, and you correct with cornstarch,
0: and I correct with cornstarch. Yes,
1: that's okay. You can do that. I mean, if that's what you want to do. You can also correct with roux. You can make another roux on the side, but it is easier to just like stir some cornstarch up in, in cold water and throw it in. And yeah, exactly. That's what I do. Yeah, you know, that's always totally fair. But the problem is, like, now you're gonna have the the taste of raw cornstarch in your food. Mm. It might be diluted enough to where you won't to where you won't taste it. But there's 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 only so much you can correct with the cornstarch. You know, true that. Cause like I said, the more you cook roux, the less of thickening, the less of a thickening effect it's gonna have. But you do have to cook it long enough to get the flavor of flour out of it too. Yeah, yeah, that because makes sense. You want to cook it long enough so that it doesn't taste like flour anymore, but you don't want to cook it so long that it's not gonna be as as good at thickening your soup. And different recipes call for different types of roux. This is just this is what we call a blonde roux. The first Mm -hmm. stage of the roux, when it turns like sort of yellow. Then there's there's a brown roux, a red roux, and a black roux, too. Interesting. As it's developing as you cook it down, but it's still over low heat. Some people do cook it until it's black before they use it for certain kinds of gumbos and Creole recipes.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to find a soup that has a different kind
1: of roux now to talk about it. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. But back to the recipe, I suppose. Yeah,
1: so at this point, you're going to add your eight cups of vegetable or chicken broth. Mm -hmm. And you stir it into the roux once your vegetables are sweated out. And you make kind of a paste. It's going to be thickening up. Use a whisk. And this is the part where you're going to season with a teaspoon of prepared mustard, some salt and pepper. And now most recipes will tell you to throw your 12-ounce can of beer directly into the, uh, into the soup at this point and cook it down. Mm-hmm. And also, when you use a beer, uh, it's recommended that you use flat beer.
0: Flat beer, okay.
1: Yeah, which is not a bad idea. You know, open the yeah. can and let it go flat. It's like it's less trouble to deal with like with fizzy beer when you're trying to cook. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. So I recommend actually putting the beer in another pan first and reducing it a little bit before you put it into your uh, into your beer cheese soup. Okay. That so just sense? one can for th- just one can for this recipe. A twelve ounce can of beer. Yeah. Okay. And then you know, you you can taste it at the end and if you want your soup to be more beery, you can take out a cup and a half of vegetable broth and replace it with another twelve ounce twelve ounce can of beer. Yeah. But yeah, before you add your beer, don't add it directly to the soup. Put it in another pot and reduce it a little bit before you add it to your soup. For reduction, how high should the temperature be and for how long? Um, when you're reducing a liquid, generally you can just you can just be blasting it on high heat. Just keep an eye on it, you know? Because okay. it, it can get to a point where like uh, where you don't think anything's going to happen. And then it suddenly gets to a point where it, re- where it starts reducing really fast. You turn around for five minutes and you're back and there's like nothing in your pan.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's happened to me too, actually. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So... You know, you, usually with liquids, you can blast them when they're like, when it's a really watery liquid like that, like a beer or wine or vinegar, you can blast them with the heat pretty hard and they'll, and they'll start reducing and, and you can get it down to half and it's not going to scorch or affect the flavor. But once you get it to about, once something reduces to about half, which is usually what you're aiming for, it's going to start reducing really fast at that point. And you can get down to like a quarter or nothing in like five minutes okay after it's after it's been sitting there for like an hour you know and you think that it's not going to go that that it's not going that fast yeah yeah it'll just reach a point where it's like time to go yep yep so take your beer cook the alcohol out of it reduce it by half and then add that back it's gonna get thicker and you're gonna add that back into your soup that hopefully you've been stirring around this whole time on a low heat yeah it's got cheese in it. people keep it stirring no we haven't added cheese now we add the cheese after we add the beer (laughs) my mistake now we add two cups of sharp cheddar cheese or whatever cheese you desire. Okay. And um, this recipe recommends also adding three tablespoons of freshly grated Parmesan cheese, which isn't a bad idea. You know, it gets another, another little flavor in there. And Parmesan cheese melts very nicely and kind of in a different way, the cheddar cheese. Yeah, it does a nice like, thickening effect. Yeah, I feel like the Parmesan cheese is going to help thicken it everything out and just kind of bring the cheese, bring the soup together. Now You got to make sure all this cheese is grated and you got to add it little by little. Because the cheese is going to be cold, and as you're adding cold cheese into the soup, it brings down the temperature. If you bring the temperature down too low, your soup is going to break, mm-hmm. and the what cheese. What does that even melt. mean? That your, means when your... when a sauce or a soup breaks, it means that something that was supposed to be one thing separates, and you're going to have like you're going to have melted cheese floating around in Liquid. the thickened vegetable stock, as opposed to melted cheese that's been incorporated into it.
0: Okay, that makes sense. I understand what that means. Yeah, because if
1: you bring the temperature, the way that happens is the, the temperature comes down too low, and the cheese the cheese stops melting, and then it gets to a point, it gets to a kind of halfway point where like the oil and the cheese separates, and then you just have like you have the cheese fat, the cheese content, and then the cheese fat are two separate things, and they don't get to emulsify into your soup. Mm-hmm. And you can garnish that with chopped fresh parsley, more cheddar cheese, or popcorn croutons.
0: As you as we as we discussed
1: earlier, if you like popcorn,
0: feel free to add some popcorn.
1: Yeah, you melt that cheese in there, you simmer that down, you let that cook uh, while constantly stirring for another like fifteen minutes or until it gets to the uh, consistency you desire, mm-hmm. and you serve. Yeah. For the popcorn, I think I would recommend an unsalted popcorn. You know, and then it could also just depend on uh, how salty
0: your soup is. What would you say about? Caramel corn in hot cheese soup, so and beer cheese soup, so
1: You know, um, there's a, there's a history of uh, cheeses of cheese being a dessert item. Yeah, I mean, I guess like some the sweet items would be good in a in a cheese soup. I, I feel like yeah. yeah, caramel and cheddar cheese I think would be would be good together. Caramel popcorn, mm-hmm. or um, what's it called? Um, or make a strawberry popcorn and put it into a brie beer cheese soup. There you go. That sounds. Fancy. Mm-hmm. You have to eat it with your pinky
0: up. Yeah. Did you know um, that in Germany they don't have um, salty popcorn in the movie
1: theaters? Really?
0: Yeah, they have like sweet popcorn.
1: It's just sweet? Everyone has sweet popcorn at the movies? Kettle it's like corn? The,
0: it, it's like kettle corn, yeah. Oh, the little differences, huh? I prefer it to be honest with you. Really? And I and I said caramel caramel popcorn, but I meant kettle corn in the, oh, okay. in the yeah, last in the last period. Kettle corn in the beer cheese soup. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they um they have like some kind of uh, a type of kettle corn in the movie theaters. That's cool. I can yeah. I could I could do that. I could do that. Honestly, I totally prefer it. Hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Kettle corn is just hit or miss for me. I've had really bad kettle corn and I've had really good kettle corn. So that's why I, said I just have to try it. This is.
0: It's good kettle corn. It's yeah. not like amazing or anything, but it's good. They don't make good. it in the big pot though, like at the fair over here, right? No, no, they don't make in it. I mean, it's like, in a kettle? In a kettle? No. <laughs> they don't make it in a kettle. As far as I can tell, it's just in a in
1: like a big old There's not, when you walk into the container. movie over there, there's not like a man dressed up like, a, like an old-timey prospector <laughs> with a big wooden paddle.
0: Yeah, see, there's none of that. That's the thing. <laughs> with a big old must.
1: With a big bushy
0: beard. Yeah, adorable. <laughs> Alright, everybody, I hope you enjoyed our tour of beer cheese soup. It's been an emotional
1: and wonderful journey oh and i have a new i have a new call out too i have a new or what is it what what what's the thing that you assign out a new sign off yeah i got a new sign off i'm not gonna say why anymore
0: okay well we'll find out at the end i suppose Mm -hmm.
1: stick around (laughs) stick around to the
0: end if you want to get a hold of me you can reach me at manny grins on instagram and twitter that is m-a-n-n-y-g-r-i-n-z
1: and if you want to get a hold of me you can reach me on instagram let's just go with instagram for now at Sal as well as at Chef Sal for all your uh, music and food needs in the San Diego area.
0: If you want to reach the podcast, you can find us on Twitter at GetSoupBoys. And what about Instagram, Sal?
1: Also at GetSoupBoys.
0: And if you want to email us, you can email us at GetSoupBoys at gmail.com. We do all of our podcast recording and uh, distributing through Anchor. So if you would like to send us a personalized voicemail, uh, maybe talking about a soup that we've mentioned before or a soup that you'd like us to talk about or maybe just calling us jerks. Feel free to do that on the Anchor app or the Anchor website. That is, doesn't
1: matter. We're here to take that heat.
0: Yeah, we love it. Um, that is anchor.fm forward slash soup boys. And you can leave us a message or you can favorite us or you can leave us some applause. Or whatever you would like. Before we leave, I want to give a thanks to Good Time Girl for providing the intro and outro music. That is there to be cool. And You're welcome. You can, You're very welcome. <laughs> and you and you can find them on SoundCloud as well as offering, every other major streaming service, including Napster somehow. Mm-hmm. So Sal, what's keeping you warm this week?
1: Oh, we gotta talk about what's keeping me warm this week, huh?
0: Well, what's keeping me warm
1: is the steam in my tamale pots.
0: Tight. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Take it easy.
1: It's been emotional.
0: Is that your new sign-off? Yes. All right. Take it easy, y'all.
1: And it's been emotional. <laughs>
0: i <laughs> <laughs>